Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Airline executives warning of a potential aviation catastrophe. Catastrophic disruption. The new faster 5G cell systems could interfere with the altimeter just when pilots need it most. Both AT&T and Verizon are delaying the launch of their 5G networks, but only in certain areas. Both companies announced the change after major airlines warned it could cause a, quote, catastrophic disruption. I feel like the 5G saga is just never ending. It's been, it's like been watching a table tennis match, you know, go back and forth between the government and then wireless and aviation. And now that table tennis match just got like really heated. It's like we've, we're past the playoff round. We're like in, we're in the thick of it now. Like the finals are here. And people are standing like 20 yards back, just like hitting it really hard at each other. <laughs> yes. I'm Annie Reese. This is Politico Dispatch. Those commercials you've been seeing for the past while. Verizon launched the first 5G network. On how Verizon and AT&T are bringing stronger 5G cell service nationwide. Well, the rubber's meeting the road. They're going all in. It's it's all in or nothing. And that's what you're kind of seeing. It's like a charge. (laughs) Today, reporter Oriana Pollock on the ping pong match playing out between the airline industries, wireless companies, and the government as AT&T and Verizon have halted parts of their 5G rollout and what's going to happen next. So that's kind of where this has all come to a head, especially this week since the 5G rollout has been delayed twice. It was supposed to actually activate in December, then it was January 5th, and then there was a short-term deal a few weeks ago to delay it to January 19th. And now there's a newer deal on the table saying AT&T and Verizon won't use some services within two miles from airports, uh, just in case, because the airports could have that interference When planes are touching down, they might not be able to use some instruments. And that's really what the aviation sector's beef has been these past few months, is that what if we're not able to land? What if we can't come in? What if we can't go from destination to destination? And what that means is that, you know, thousands of passengers are going to get a canceled flight or even worse, they're going to, you know, want to be coming into Newark and instead divert to White Plains, New York, which is (laughs) not their intended destination. So that's what they're really trying to avoid. So airlines have asked the Biden administration for these more 5G protections to avoid these, quote, catastrophic disruptions. What does 5G mess up exactly? You mentioned, like, rerouting. Can you take me through what scale of disruption we're actually talking about here? Sure. So what it really messes with, this interference, is that it has the potential to give erroneous data coming from certain types of avionics in the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it's altimeters, which basically tells you how far off the ground you are when you're coming into descent. So what that means is a pilot may not have the right data as he's looking at some of these points as he or she is coming down. They might see 
oh, I actually have X amount of feet to land, but really you don't because that erroneous data is being spit out at you. So it's essentially telling that that pilot, hey, you're getting wrong data and maybe you'll land short. Maybe you'll run too long before you hit the runway. And you don't want that, especially if there's bad weather in the area, because then you're you're kind of flying in blind and you don't have that data to back you up to give you those that instrumentation that you need to kind of have as as that backup, like I said. Mm-hmm. And with older planes, it's kind of a strange caveat because with older planes, you're dealing with technology that's old and can be really disrupted by the interference. But at the same time, with newer planes, more things talk to each other, more Mm. things are built with automation, more things rely on more data. So you kind of have this dichotomy of older technology may not be able to handle it because it's old, but then newer planes are just so interconnected that it may not only alter the altimeter, it could alter other things connected to the altimeter. So both types of planes are going to be affected older and new. How did the situation get this messy? I mean, you mentioned that airlines and the FAA have been warning about this for months now. And today was the original deadline for wireless companies and the airline industry to reach an agreement. So it's not like these problems haven't been telegraphed for months. Right. And so it's another game of hot potato of who said what and when. (laughs) Um, You know, so the FCC has been in these deliberations working with wireless telecoms to get this deal in place to get stronger 5G. And the aviation industry says, well, we set these warnings a long time ago when you guys were having those negotiations a few years back, and we voiced our concerns, and we almost feel as though we were not heard on the issue. Um, but you went and proceeded with it anyway, and now here we are. So it's kind of boiled down to who said what and when. And when you go back to some of these negotiations, you know, the FCC says they handled it well, the FAA says it handled it well, and everyone in between says, well, we just want to proceed with, you know, working toward bettering the economy with the 5G services. But at the same time, you have aviation saying, well, we want to better the economy with commercial flights, which thousands of people use every single day, thousands of customers use every single day. So who's really impacted here? But ultimately, what it comes down to is the conversations may have been missed, may have maybe folks were talking past each other, but it's super unclear of why some groups feel like they're unheard when it comes down to this 11th hour negotiation even though some have been raising the alarm for for some time. Mm-hmm. So what will it look like if the government does exactly what the airline industry is asking for? It will essentially, you know, tamp down or scale back some of this 5G service at certain locations because it's supposed to be it's supposed to be nationwide. And the biggest 5G strength, if you will, um, will be in parts of California, Florida, the East Coast. I mean, you can, it's pretty much everywhere, but there are some airports that are huge hubs that are going to be super impacted. Um, so what they're looking to do now is these key airports, as as um, the FAA has said with the airlines, you know, they're the ones that need these buffer zones. They need some extra protections or no service at all if it's too close to an airport runway. So that's mm-hmm. what yesterday AT&T and Verizon agreed to saying at some of these airports, we have will not use that service yet there because that's what you've asked for, but we will continue that 90% rollout at the other places, which, you know, the government agreed to when, when that 
all came together last month. Mm -hmm. Um, So the rollout is still happening, but in certain locations, it either won't happen or it will be in limited capacity so as not to interfere with incoming commercial planes. It's so puzzling to me in some ways, though, because we know the world is moving toward 5G and it's becoming more and more ubiquitous. So why is its possible power so catastrophic? Right. So that's a great question because, you know, when it comes to the power and the discussion surrounding the power, they've talked about how it's just so different than what the rest of the world is doing in the United States, that the power here Mm -hmm. is significantly at a higher level. And when people are starting, especially wireless industry, comparing it to France's model and Canada's model, you know, the it's an apples to oranges comparison only because they don't use the same strength, they don't use the same wattage, they don't use the same frequency, or they have towers where the cell towers are pointed in a different direction away from the horizon, maybe toward the ground versus right where planes would be flying. So it's not the same when it comes to how the 5G is deployed in the United States versus how it is throughout the rest of the world. Because as you said, it is in majority of countries, especially across Europe, it is becoming super ubiquitous and in parts of Asia as well. So it's just a different model here. And I think that that's where the aviation industry got really concerned because they weren't raising as large of an alarm, as big of an alarm Mm -hmm. as they did when this all rolled out through Europe. Of course, they had their say in that as well, because obviously aviation is a global industry. But Mm -hmm. now we're going through other they have to jump through other hoops here because of where 5G is supposed to proliferate. Mm-hmm. In the government agreeing to the airline industry's demands, we know that Verizon and AT&T are limiting today the rollout of 5G service, like you said. But for how long? Like, How much of this is kicking the can down the road? Where do things go from here? As it's been going on, it's all been super unclear on what entities want what exactly. Mm-hmm. So for a while, for, for one iteration of it, of the deal, Department of Transportation, AT&T and Verizon have agreed altogether to have some sort of additional protections in place over the next six months as it is. Um, some of these mitigations to make sure that pilots can operate and do these quote unquote, low visibility flights, that's in the event of bad weather, and the instruments aren't going to be working as well necessarily, and what they can do about that. So they've all agreed to help that process along. But whether or not this actually manifests into something else over the next week, or over the next two weeks, it's it's to be seen, you could, the FAA is still putting together all these types of directives for pilots to follow and fly, but it's thousands. It's, you know, over a thousand type of laws and rules that they've put out in just the last week that pilots have to essentially search for in the FAA database and look for, you know, if I'm going to this airport, what do I have to know? Which that's a lot to also keep in mind as you're, you know, being a pilot, being a flight attendant, being crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a lot for everyone to try to handle in addition to, All the things that have already been happening with the airline industry, which is, you know, tons of flight cancellations, bad weather. It's winter. It's the winter season. It's Omicron season. It's COVID. It's worker shortages. Yeah. Labor shortages, worker shortages, uh, all of uh, sick outs, like all of these things. It's it's all kind of come as a perfect storm for the aviation industry already battling something else. Um, So it's it's kind of 
a question mark of how 5G is also going to impact it over the next few weeks and how the FAA and especially the Biden administration is going to respond to make sure that people, you know, get from point A to point B on time because there's nothing worse than angry airline customers. I mean, (laughs) we've all been there and it stinks to be delayed or sitting on you know, the tarmac because you're you can't take off or or sitting in an airport and sleeping on the floor. I mean, no one wants that. Oriana Pollock, thank you so much for talking with me. Thanks so much. Also today, the Biden administration's new website allowing people to order free at-home coronavirus tests from the United States Postal Service quietly went live on Tuesday, a day in advance of its formal launch. The site allows visitors to order four at-home coronavirus tests. And as tensions escalate between the United States and Russia over Russia's aggression toward Ukraine, Secretary of State Antony Blinken will meet with Russia's foreign minister on Friday as the two sides explore whether there is still a diplomatic path to avoiding a conflict in Eastern Europe. Today's episode of Politico Dispatch included music composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to follow Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet. And if you can, leave us a rating and review. It helps more people find the show. I'm Annie Reese. Thanks so much for listening.